0: I'm finna put all this in my book bag because I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. Boom, what's going on? It's another episode of the MYFB podcast and I'm your host, Ambition Phillips. And today we have a special guest uh, and her background, I know you guys probably won't see it, is very fitting because we're definitely about to explore some things. Uh, hypnotherapist, um, and just beautiful character beautiful figure Miss Courtney Coleman is with us today how you doing Courtney I'm
1: doing great thank you Hmm.
0: all right so let's talk about it hypnotherapy um most of my guests probably won't know or most of my listeners probably won't know uh what hypnotherapy is even though I'm a hypnotherapist right but this is the first yeah this is the first time we're talking about hypnotherapy on the podcast so oh wow For all the listeners out there, what is hypnotherapy and how do you use hypnotherapy?
1: How do I use hypnotherapy? Well, first, hypnotherapy is a natural yet altered state of mind that every single person goes in and out of every day. So it's just not assisted or facilitated by a trained hypnotherapist. So what does that look like? It looks like you're sitting in front of the TV, you're chilled and you're relaxed. And you start to doze off and then you open your eyes and you're like oh mm, i'm going mcdonald's yeah <laughs> you were just in hypnosis you were in a hypnagogic state where you were easily influenced by suggestions so um watch what you watch on tv be careful um first thing when you wake up in the morning you're in that same state so be careful what you listen to um what it simply means is that you're logical Critical factor, the problem solving part of your mind is just relaxed and out of the way so that we can have more participation from your subconscious. So there's this duality that goes on between your conscious and your subconscious. The conscious never goes away. It's just less active and we have more access to your emotions, your memories, are um, stored in your subconscious. Your subconscious is meant to protect you at all times So it'll never give you something or put you in a situation where it's going to be harmful. So if you go and have a hypnotherapist help you with hypnotherapy, you won't see something that you put to bed that you're scared of bringing up because your subconscious is meant to protect you at all times. Um, It controls your body functions. So being in a hypnotherapy session, um, you may feel emotions that you may not have tapped into before and they may be strong, Um, but it's okay. Your subconscious has your back. You won't be harmed in any way. And when you have a hypnotherapist that has integrity, they will not give you a suggestion that goes against your morals because you won't do it anyway because your subconscious won't let you. So that's a little about um, hypnosis. And how I use it is um, I have people that come to me for lots of different things. Um a lot of it has been where my focus is helping people who realize that their past is actually affecting their present. And they're just like, I don't well, I, you you curse, but I'm gonna not curse. I'm like, just get me out of this. I don't want to do this anymore. Why do I keep having the same guy in a different body show up? Why do I, you know, feel like I can't, you know, let this person go? Why do I feel like I know this isn't right for me and I do it anyway? And so, you know, putting that person in hypnosis and allowing them to go back to that initializing event with that initializing um, relationship to discover what that is, to heal that child so that that five-year-old is not controlling the 45-year-old because we're still running around, right. still running around.
0: Bunch of, bunch of grown three-year-olds throwing tantrums.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then you swear you have no problems. You don't need any help, but you know. Right.
0: You touched on um, one thing um, that, and I'm gonna admit this to you now that this is hypnotherapist to hypnotherapist talking. The one area that just, I was like, ah, oh, I don't want anything to do with it, right? Because I, I opened up, I said no to it originally, and this was love and sex blocks, right? So anything with relationships, I was like, no, nah, I'm not interested, right? I did not want to do it. And then I opened up to it. I had one client and, you know, definitely had a huge amount of respect for this lady. Um, still do. Um, and she opened me up to that. Right. It was a dope experience. Um, and I, I felt like I, you know, learned something that day. Right. So I said, you know what, maybe I can do this. And then right after that, it was all of the, um, the games, right? Because being a male hypnotherapist, a lot of the people that will come to me in terms of relationships and love and sex, but it's not dudes picking up the phone like, man, I just can't get over. It. That's not happening. right? Um, so then it was also like the games with the business. And that was the one where I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm done. Tapped him back out. Um. So have you had any uh areas of hypnotherapy where you just won't touch
1: for right so- now for right now i haven't come across any so i'm actually as much as i am doing and i'm a big advocate for education i'm in my clinicals i'm not even done yet and i mm. have been uh, not that I've been doing clinical work because I can't do clinical work while I'm not, you know, totally certified, but right. um, I've been, I had to change schools. That's what the whole issue is, why it's been such a while. Um, I had to change schools and uh, refocus. I had to give myself a chance to regroup and then start another school. Right. Um, so that that took some growth, took a minute. But um. I haven't come across anything that I can think of yet where I was like "Mm." because I was in ministry for 12 years so I've seen a lot of stuff so hypnotherapy is like I haven't seen anything yet okay okay
0: um and for those of you listening who may not have understood some of the lingo when she mentioned clinicals and not all the way certified she's definitely a certified hypnotherapist, but there's also a clinic, uh, certified clinical hypnotherapist. And that is, uh, when a hypnotherapist can walk in and practice in a actual off, um, yeah. An actual- I can help
1: people with medical diagnosis right? and, um, I'm also getting my transpersonal as well. What's What's that? Trans- so, so transpersonal and interpersonal, it's where you get I can use more of my innate abilities of my gifts of my psychic gifts and to be able to help people because I know past life regression is gonna help so many people with like PTSD. Mm. Um, Yeah, so, and other people who are on spiritual journeys. So it allows me to just have that certification to tap into that stuff for them. Outside of me already saying, this is who I am and how I am. How in addition to that, have a certification.
0: All right, we uh, brought up past life regressions. Let's talk about that real quick. What is a past life regression? Why may somebody want to think about it? Um, and I, I'll start with saying, because of how, what's the word I'm looking for? How, um, I guess, topical they've become, right? Or trendy is the word man, man that's not the word well it depends
1: on it depends on the circles i can see how you could say it would be like a trend um yeah people it's try been... to throw around spiritual things now so everybody wants right
0: to... i've been trying to avoid them because i don't want to people to come to me and oh i i, I think i'm julius i i, I everybody can't be malcolm x <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, thank Everybody you
0: can't can be Martin Luther King. Everybody can't be Gandhi. Um, some of you got to be janitors. Okay.
1: Can so, I segue this?
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, don't let me lose the thought while I'm here. So um, I'll just use me because I put my stuff out there so that people can see it in practice and action and i had um an issue with anxiety that came up uh when i had a surprise we're getting a divorce and so but here's the thing that's not the first time it showed up in my life although that's the first time i consciously recognized it and so um I had noticed in my relationships that I really wasn't speaking up and I was like, I don't have time for this. I've had other businesses before. And the way that it will show up for an entrepreneur is you won't do videos or lives or you won't post stuff or you won't Mm -hmm. go to a networking meeting and tell people about your business. You'll just sit in a corner. You won't really share Um, You won't ask for the price that you need to so that you can live. You I mean, it shows up in so many ways of you not speaking up for yourself and then you can put it inside of relationships. You won't say what you want, you know, or that you're not treating the way that you need to be treated. So it shows up in so many different ways. And I was like, what's what's going on now? um, I did breath work and then breath work is where you're breathing at a certain pace. In and out, and it just gets over blocks and things that you don't know to lead you to a space and a place and a time in which, you know, is the initializing event and relationship for this issue. Now, I have had a past life regression before. I did not know on this particular day where I was going to go. Mm. It ended up being that the reason why I was not speaking up was because if you all don't know, I'm going to educate you now. Spirits don't die, we're bodies, right? We're bodies, we're part of the earth. When our body quits, stops working, we go back into the ground. Our soul, mind, will, and emotion, that just disappears, but your spirit. Spirits don't die, Holy Spirit not dead, spirits don't die, argument done. Okay, so (laughs) my spirit, (laughs) my spirit, this is not the only time it's been in a body. However, I went to a time in which I was killed because I was speaking up for other people. Mm -hmm. And in this lifetime, I've recognized this deep, deep desire of speaking up for other people. My name means the one who goes to the court before other people on other people's behalf. and I recognize this pattern about myself. I'm always speaking up for other people. I'm always, you know, but wait a minute, I'm not speaking up for myself in a relationship. How could this be? What happened was in this session, I went to a past life and my um, wrists were held down with these, um, what do they call them? They're like iron.
0: Like chakras?
1: Uh, Well, that was on a different one. I went to three different lifetimes in this particular session. One, I had chains where they chained me underwater because I was a um, healer and I was speaking to the people. The people agreed. I was educating the people, the leaders of the camp, which explains why I love Vikings. They didn't want me to teach these people. And so they tried to publicly shame me and beat me, but they said, well, this is not enough. She's going to come back and the people are still going to follow her. So let's make sure she dies. So they chained me to the bottom of the ocean. That was one. The other one was these, um, like, what do they call those cords? They're metal, metal, it's a metal rope. Um, but it, it was hot and it was like searing my wrist. And it was on a construction site and I was speaking up for all these people. And I saw all the construction workers walking away and there was one guy left. And I said, well, let me ask the guy, why am I? Why? It was like I was being crucified. Why? Why am I? And he was like, that's what you get for speaking up. That's what happens to everybody that speaks up. And now you're left all alone. So it addressed the fact that I was scared, horrified of being alone. And two, why I'm not speaking up. Because in different lifetimes, I kept speaking up and I kept getting crucified. And um, there was one other scene, but the whole gist was I kept going through these different lifetimes where I was speaking up and being punished. But my higher self was like, this is who you are. Don't ever stop speaking up. Mm. This is. It doesn't matter. You get to do it again. So I can accept now when stuff happens, I can just, this is what it is. I get to do it again anyway (laughs) but I'm not scared of being in trouble for speaking up and I'm not going to be scared and speaking up in my relationships because why I know it's within me no matter what my spirit is going to be trying to speak up that's what keeps me trying to speak up all the time it's not just me being whatever it's who my creator created me to be
0: right okay no, I like that. i I love your explanation of past life regressions as well, right? Just one and done. Um, I've heard other explanations that um that I would give to varying types of people. for example, uh my my philosophy is, you know, I, I think skeptics keep things healthy, right? they they uh keep us out of cult territory. So if you go back to episode six of the podcast, Uh, I definitely got a thing against those. Right. Um, But, you know, for the skeptics, for someone who say, okay, well, you know, maybe they don't believe in spirits or anything of that nature. um, You mentioned something earlier that would also, as a theory, produce the same phenomenon. Right. We go to sleep. We're watching TV. We have all of these images bombarding our minds. Um. And for different reasons, for different things that may be going on in our lives, that scene imprinted on us, right? So I I had a past life regression uh, session, um, and I'm not saying whether or not, you know, my spirit was reincarnated into this body and came out of the the body of a chief, uh, African warrior chief, I could be, or it could be that's something that I readily identify with. And that's just a story that I have in my psyche. Either which way, right? Let me let the people know, I don't give a fuck which one it is, so long as it helps you be a better person.
1: Exactly.
0: Right? So that's really uh, my, my stance on it. I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Right? Um. Okay. So w- what would you say has been your worst experience uh, with hypnotherapy?
1: The person who says, I can't, I can't get into hypnosis. I I can't, I can't do it. I see something and then it goes away. I can't, I can't do it. They passed the test. They pass the second test. I can't, I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. You believe you can't, you're doing it. Well, you believe you can't. So I just be present with the person where they are. Um, and I just go as slow as we need to go. If we need to practice again, let's practice again. Let's, let's do it again until they get it that they're doing it. It's like, it's not something hard for you to try to do. It's not, you know, or the person who wants to just probably talk the whole time and doesn't want to do the work, it's an avoidance, mm-hmm. um, you know. They, they say they want to do the work, but you have to stop talking and we have to get into the process for you to do the real work. Like you don't have the answer in your conscious, the answer is in your subconscious, but you think you already got it figured out.
0: And let me, let me add to that because I, I can't tell you how much I agree with you. Um, I've told people that hypnotherapy is pretty much the closest to an easy button that I've found in healing right if there's something that is really bothering you like hypno this is why i love it it's like when i when um i first started going uh interacting with mental health 2016 um a young sergeant in the marine corps i walk into the uh office with the doctor the psychologist and i go look uh i'm broken fix it (laughs) right Mm -hmm. I don't do this, fix it. And she looked at me and she's like, That's not how this works. You have to come back. You have to do sessions. You got a journal, go to mind body medicine, learn how to meditate, and certainly do all of those things, right? Uh, Cognitive behavioral therapy, do all of those things. But if I could do it all over again, I'd get a year long retainer with a hypnotherapist. And uh, oh really just because hypnotherapy fast tracked all of that, for you, right? It is a meditative state and we got directly to the answers. So that's why I, I think the avoidance of the space is so funny because this is the easiest that it will ever get Yeah, to getting clarity and crystal clear answers in terms of Trying to solve some of the issues that have ailed you. Right. Um, okay, that's beautiful, beautiful. All right. So have thank you thank you for your
1: service, by the way. I'm a military brat. So oh. um, um,
0: yeah. Thank you for your support. <laughs> um, we um, so I know for me when I when I first learned hypnotherapy, I was everybody in the family, I was like, gather. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't never going to be hurt again. <laughs> that was, right? I'm waiting for my daughters to go through their first heartbreak. Yo, I could be like, come here, come here, come here. Don't worry about it. Sit down in that chair, get comfortable, right? Like, I listen, when I, hypnotherapy, turned me into daddy fixes all the problems. And then it also made me aware of how I may be creating some of those problems.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Right?
0: And that's the heavy one. Um, I I had to look at it and go, oh, man. I should stop spanking my son. He flinches when I come around. Right. And this is real life. And this uh, anybody who knows me, they know how much I love my kids. Like I, I jump on two grenades for them. Right. If I'm dead and you touch them, don't. Don't sleep that night. You're haunted. I'm coming back. Right. So it wasn't it, this is more so this was how I was raised and this is how they fixed all the problems with me. Um you know what you're doing and I'm being the the strict dad, the logical person and not paying attention to the emotional body of the child. And I go through hypnotherapy. I realize I'm ignoring my emotional body. So just to let people know how how ignorant of the harm, some of the people who may be damaging you are, right? I'm ignoring my emotional body. I don't think my emotions matter. So how can I think that it matters that I hurt someone, right? Um, And just going through that, going through this healing process, internally healing process with myself, um, you know, being honest with family about all of these things, really getting down to the actual work of breaking these generational curses, uh, shameless plug, Uh, go get the course, go get the webinar. Um, But long story short, getting into that, some of that actual work, what has been your experience with that? Has that, um, has hypnotherapy invaded your uh, relationships with your family, friends, loved ones? How has it impacted you?
1: Oh, I, well, I can't speak for everybody. For me, I was already on this self-development journey for years, we won't speak about age, but um, anytime I found something where it was like, oh my gosh, I did this to my kids, I would go to my kids and apologize because we just do the best that we can with what we know, with what we have for that moment in time. And so I feel as being a responsible parent When I find out I did something quote unquote wrong that has damaged them, I go and I apologize. Now my parents are not gonna do that. My parents didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I know my parents think that I learned things through osmosis, but that's really not what happened. And so it made me consciously before this whole journey intentionally be like, this is what I'm gonna teach my daughter. This is what I wanna say to my son. Um, Because, you know, you're trying to correct things that you consciously are aware of. But um, I have had where this is where trying to work on something on your own becomes dangerous. You know, you go on YouTube and you search for things and you try to help yourself Mm -hmm. and you find this timeline therapy and you do it. And so you get this vision and you're like, oh, my goodness, this is what I saw. You might get some revelation. However you're kind of stuck there. You don't have anybody to help you finish processing and moving something along. So there's the danger of doing self-help on your own rather than paying someone to help you with the full full process. Um, So I had a revelation of something and I went to my mom and my dad and I said, this is what happened. This is what I saw. I don't care if it's true or not. And I would even still say that for anybody who does even hypnotherapy. Don't go to the person and be like, you blah, 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 don't do it. (laughs) That's not what it's for. You're not supposed to do that. So I said, I don't care if this really happened or not, but this is what I saw. This Mm -hmm. is what I learned. This is what I understood. This is how this has helped me. Um, And I need you to know this because this is part of my story. So because the story is out there, Um, When I did the timeline therapy, I saw an argument with my biological father and my mother and I was an infant and they were arguing. She has me and she says, well, fine, you take her. Rejection. And he says, no, I don't want her. Abandonment. So me, this little four month old baby in the middle of this argument, I receive it all. What do you think happens to me? As I go through my life in relationships, because the initializing event between my parents with this relationship with these two people, I have abandonment and rejection. All of my relationships, abandonment, rejection. You don't want to make them mad, wife Because then they're going to leave you, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it was nice that I had the revelation of, oh, this is where I have this from. But I wasn't going to my mom saying, mom, you blah, 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 blah. No, I wasn't it was for me to have the awareness and for me to start doing more work on myself. Wow.
0: Yeah. I, the, the way that I agree with you, uh, very deeply might I add because most of the techniques that I'll use with, when I have a client that comes up with the regression like that, we'll do something called confront the abuser and they'll imagine the abuser there in their Mm -hmm. mental landscape. Mm -hmm. Right. And, I always remind them that this wasn't for the abuser, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I even make sure that there's an understanding for what conditions created the abuse that you experienced, right? Uh, Because contrary to popular belief, nobody is actually out here being that fucked up, right? Mm -hmm. There's some... There are some twisted people, but because we know that there's a whole DSM-5, you got to question whether it's evil or mental health issues, right? How, how distorted can things become? Because every generation we've justified uh, beating our kids, we've justified those sort of things, um, we've justified you know, talking down on our kids, right? One of the biggest things within my relationship is sometimes my, my partner will say something and I'll say to her, okay, so when you heard that voice in your head that said the thing that you just said, was that your voice? Mm-hmm. And she'll go, no, th- no, it wasn't. And she'll think about it and the, the voice will even come in on whose voice she heard. It's like, oh, okay. So, so what is it that you actually want to tell me? Cause that's not you and that's not how we do things. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I call it possession. That's what I call it. Right. I call it possession and we're possessed by these, uh, negative emotions that sometimes steal us away. Even as a young man, right? Like how many times you just want to beat somebody up. You want to hurt them. You're not, not an evil person. You're not a bad person. You just, you're
1: not inherently evil. Right. right. You weren't create, you weren't create, nobody was created evil because we were all created by however, whatever name you call your creator, you're created in the image and likeness of that. And that's all good, love, joy, peace, happiness. Like, so everybody is inherently good, which is a belief that I have. Um, And so it's just that even though they are doing something that is harmful or you don't agree with, Mm -hmm. they're just trying to fulfill a need. They're trying to feel good. They're trying to feel loved. They're trying to be as distorted as something may look, feel, seem, all of that. They're just doing it in a way that we just don't agree with, (laughs) that we think could be done in a different, better way for all parties involved. but really that's what they're trying to do. And right. so even in, a, even in a regression where, like I said, I had that timeline therapy and I said, okay, but that's not the end of the story that abandonment and rejection. I said, let's, let's, let me do another regression with someone and get some help. And it was like, the reason why my father couldn't love me like I needed to be loved was because he wasn't loved. No, wait. So he didn't know how, and he didn't have the capacity to love me the way I needed to be loved. So I had to give him, okay, I understand now why you couldn't love me. I mean, even though there were some things that was said and I'm just like, wow, okay. But I had the opportunity to touch him, I'm an empath. So I had an opportunity to touch him and allow him to feel everything that I felt my whole entire life and it broke him down. Because in my mind, the way that he left me, It gave every man permission after him to treat me that way, to not show up fully, to not love me fully, to leave me, to just treat me any kind of way, to just, so all of that I got to express, and I got Mm. to get it out, and I got to heal from it, and what I love about hypnotherapy is I got to get everything out I needed to get out, and I literally felt a change in my body to where I didn't have to take anxiety medicine anymore.
0: Mm. And you know what the beauty of that is? You mentioned something that I think was very dope when you said uh, you mentioned the portion of giving every man permission. And the the truth is that you're right. He may have done that, but he did that through you. And through you actually acknowledging that and going, you know what, this is what occurred. It's in itself hypnotherapy is its own accountability it's the mm-hmm. accountability you can't run, yeah you can't run away from your accountability and hypnotherapy because in your heart of hearts in your subconscious that's where the accountability came from mm-hmm. i think people are suffering from being held accountable by external uh forces but what hypnotherapy is always reminding me is that uh truthfully the uh the accountability is internal the acceptance of that accountability is internal um and why man why this is such a powerful conversation for all of my listeners uh entrepreneur or otherwise um is you're right Th- this is the reason why people can't get their business off the ground why they can't take the yeah. massive action why they're going to the 10x conferences and feeling triggered right by the amount of work that people are telling you you have to do why they're falling for these passive income and financial freedom uh quick fixes and just not accepting the the reality that comes with you got to do the work there's something behind that and Mm -hmm. You're not going to go to a conference and, and hear the answer. Sometimes there really it has to be a transformational piece to this. There has to be some sort of intrinsic looking in and seeing, you know what? This happened in my life, but I'm not going to allow my past to dictate my future.
1: Oh my God, like
0: that that's your line?
1: That's, that's my whole phone. It's like... Okay. People who know that their past is affecting their present and they're just like, I've had it. Like I can't have the life I want to have because of my past. Like I've had other businesses before and I remember buying all the equipment, doing all the stuff and it was just like, oh, I don't have time to work on me. Working on me is not important. Oh, it's not. That's the biggest thing you need to do as an entrepreneur because that's why stuff isn't working. It's because you're not working on you. The biggest part of your business is you. It's not buying a product, going to go learn 10 other things before you go talk to somebody. And no, 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 no. The investment of working on you is priceless in every area of your life. And it is a must. You might think, oh, I don't have time. you, You have to make time. Your business will not succeed if you don't put the work in on you personally.
0: I'm going to translate that for uh, all my listeners, uh, which I may be used to uh, shut the fuck up, go sit the fuck down and work on you. And you know what? For years, I've been telling people that that business is the best personal development tool that I've ever come across because it will
1: trigger you like, a
0: (laughs) man, customers will do everything. Clients will do everything. Everything that pisses you off, that's exactly what they'll do. Right? You you got a thing for time and punctuality. Watch your client be late. And watch you learn how you have to set hard protocols. Um, one one of uh the one of my clients actually, she's now a consultant. Uh, she's now you know a coach and she does her thing. She has a rule. She closed the client, and this is a paying client right the client books her time and she goes look i'm here for five minutes if you're not here i'm out right i'm out
1: i said i have a a 10 minute i have a 10 minute
0: i was like damn she paid for the time you can't chill smoke
1: (laughs) but but do you make it a priority like i think that's something that um I don't, I don't know why, but people feel like if you're not this big corporation, like you don't try to be late to your doctor's appointment, you wouldn't eat at your therapist's appointment. Why are you going to eat on my dime? This is so you're eating in a $200 appointment. Okay. I'll sit here. No problem. You don't want to do the work you want to eat. No problem. Like yeah. how, why wouldn't you value what you have here mm-hmm. and you'll go to a white building and you'll, you're not going to eat in the doctor's office. You're not going to take other calls and do other stuff. Because gonna...
0: I'm glad that you bring this up. This is a, a big problem I have. And I'm not saying that she's wrong for the five minutes. I told y'all that because I thought it was gangster. I was like, oh, shit. I was out here giving people 15 minutes. I didn't know five was an <laughs> option. <laughs> right?
1: Up the level.
0: I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I see you. Little homie's going to become big homie. I see you. I'm, I'm listening. Right?
1: Ain't playing. Right, He wants people that are
0: serious, I admire right. that. And, um, but where I was going with that is that there comes a point where people have to understand, where clients have to understand that, and, and even the business owners and the entrepreneurs, I don't think people are buying based off of fun- functionality, right? I, I talked to my partner about this last night. I think people are buying based off of clout, right? A lot of people are buying based off of the status that they believe the entrepreneur, the business owner to have, not based on the problem that that person is actually speaking to and can fix right mm-hmm. and it it's now i I think there's a lot of people working with people as a status symbol okay. right um, so for example, um you know. My my goal has always been to be a motivational speaker, right? Like I was nineteen, saw Eric Thomas, I was like, "Oh, that," right? I got extremely cocky by the time I was twenty six. I emailed him. I was like, "I'm gonna be better than you," <laughs> right? Like I, like I, I'm oh one of those, right? Like <laughs> I, I got a problem. I got a problem, right? Um, what's your and,
1: sign? <laughs> huh? What's your sign? I'm a Gemini. Oh, oh, okay. yeah,
0: yeah. You no, know, we some of the richest men on the planet right now. Stop it. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. But uh, you know, um, that was my goal for a while. And, you know, as I was pursuing this, I realized I jumped into uh coaching and consulting, um, you know, leveraging uh consulting, doing that for a couple of years and leveraging my cybersecurity experience and skills. And what I realized is people really do uh, purchase off of fanfare, right? They purchase off of these aesthetics, shiny items, things that look good. Um, and then I notice these guys that are winning, right? I notice guys like, um, I'll shout them out, Madi Woodard, right? Who all of his design is simple um, and minimal and it works because it's functional right um if people pay attention to my brand all of my logo designs are minimal because you don't need 12 fucking rocket ships stars and moons and owls and cakes and you know where that
1: comes from that comes from traditional understanding basics about real art and graphics that's how you know when you've had a real designer i'm just saying i'm gonna be quiet i've i've for over 30 years so but you know what
0: you know what what? let's let's talk about it and that's what that speaks to business owners entrepreneurs when you go and pay these creatives right because a graphic designer is a creative and they are a professional let Mm -hmm. them do their fucking job and -hmm. stop telling them that you want a million fucking things give broad guidelines because if you wanted to be that detailed you could have did it your fucking self
1: well here's the things that's a
0: limiting of yourself
1: (laughs) To, to go into that like we were trained classically like if you can't make it the size of a postage stamp and see what you need to see and identify it like if you look at all the corporations that are booming their stuff is simple they don't have 12 million little things on a logo no you created a mural that's not a logo if you have a Mm -hmm. real designer they're going to ask you qualifying questions they're going to understand who you are and what your function is what you're trying the problem you're trying to solve what industry you're in so the colors can match and give you something simplistic when you try to make something complicated you're trying to make it about you and not your company and here's the thing that i used to tell clients the first thing you need when creating a business is not a logo I know that's what you want. I know that's what you think. But here's what's going to happen. You are going to evolve. And your logo is going to evolve. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to be pissed off because you're going to feel stuck and obligated to keep this first logo that you had, that you paid all this money for, that isn't working and doesn't communicate where you are now. So the logo is not the first thing you need some personal development, some hypnotherapy. You might want to start there. That's the that's your best bet.
0: Some clarity.
1: Some clarity.
0: Right. Um and I ironically enough what um what I did was very different. I've had a million different logo designs, but I've been working on the same business for over 10 years, right? Like designing it before I uh, actually Incorporated, changing it after I'm done with that portion, experimenting and ending up where I finally am. I figured one of the best people to have on hand, especially nowadays. And if you don't have these skills, you need to go learn how to do some graphic design. You, it's at this point, it seems like a must, right? If you don't have a partner that's a graphic designer or a graphic designer on retainer, um, you might want to go get one of those because, it. listen. I, I,
1: I want to say just because somebody has a computer, they're not a graphic designer.
0: Mm. Just
1: because somebody has a camera, they're not a photographer. I've mm. done both for over three decades. So, um, and I have worked in one of the largest printing companies for a really long time. And I have to fix people's stuff. I have to say this isn't going to work in print because everything isn't done with a digital printer. And I know that's the way that things are going. But, um, yeah, get you a real person that understands how to solve a problem with a graphic.
0: Mm. Let's let's talk about it. So what what should people be looking for? Um, and th- this is why I love my guests. All of you guys come on here with all your multifaceted experiences mm-hmm. and just pour out. I love it. Right. So what are, what are what would you say are three things that someone should look for when looking for a graphic designer and a photographer, which is a a great one, because I I had a uh, snafu with a a photographer. We'll describe that in a second after you go.
1: Two. The the three things I would look for is um, what are their qualifications? Like, Mm. you're a graphic designer. Why? Like, Now, I mean, there are people with natural talent. That's great. I have natural talent. Um, But like when you design something, because this is just the way that I think, because I'm old enough to have been in a school that was trained for graphics and my degree was advertising and design. So I'm trying to solve a problem with this image. Mm. It has to be simplistic. It needs to be able to be in one color. Black and white still communicate what it's about um, so that it could be screen printed. That's old school for y'all that don't, you know, (laughs) that means, you know, ink, one color.
0: No, they still wearing the the
1: shirts. But they're doing it digitally. So they're just, yeah, but and embroidered. And people don't realize that like stitch count, that stuff matters. Like I'm trying to keep your costs down. I'm trying to make sure that no matter what you put this logo on, the color is going to be consistent no matter what textile it's on. So if you don't have a designer asking you questions like what is the purpose of the company? Like what is the problem you solve? What industry are you in? Because red in one industry means something different in another. Blue in one is different than another. Like if you want to understand, just look up um, logos, just Google logos, and you will see the companies that make a whole lot of money, their logos are extremely simple. Simple, yep. There's no intricacies about them. Um, yeah, ask them what are their qualifications, look at a portfolio. Like, do you just see like logos on things or have you seen things printed or like what, what? Um, yeah, those, those, yeah. Cause people that just, oh, it's one of my things. They got a computer, their cousin, their nephew, they're a designer. They got a camera, the soccer mom is now a photographer. And those are two things that used to just piss me off. I'm like, you know, I got school loans and I know how to do stuff and you letting this person just okay but if that's what you want that's what you want you're not my customer you have to know your customer Mm -hmm. you have to know your style like I'm not a bubbly puff paint I'm a classic clean line simple upscale like your logo that that would have been something I would have done classy clean upscale that's the money that's where the money is don't you know people determine like if they want to work with you by your, lo- oh, that looks like it was done by, oh, they're going to be cheap.
0: That part, that part. And it is, um, even even as the business owner, as the entrepreneur, it's, it takes you hitting your head a couple of times. You're going, ow, 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 that doesn't work, right? I remember the the first thing that I had to figure out or the first iteration of this business when I, kicked off was shirts, right? So if anybody goes back, they'll remember I was over in Okinawa and we were doing shirts and it was always the pop of red. So if you go over to, um, the mogul prep academy, um, mogul prep on Instagram or the MYFB podcast, I've kept the same thing within my brand, that pop of red. Right. Um, and within the um within personal development and within everything that i do that red is supposed to represent the passion the zeal ambition hi right so it's (laughs) it's putting that much thought into your your shit right and if i didn't have this podcast right now you wouldn't know that because i would have kept moving kept printing it on things uh we're actually starting to work on our merchandising so I'm excited about that. Um, But having all of those things and those pieces together, you're 100% correct. And that's part of what a lot of people don't understand. And you may hit your head, but simple is better.
1: And it's an alignment.
0: Even especially when you're talking about clothes too, simple is better. Um, Even when you get into street fashion and streetwear, one of the biggest uh, streetwear or leisure brands, Adidas, Nike, right? It's a check mark and three stripes, right? That's all oh, you gotta. Prada is literally the word Prada in red, right? So it, it's paying attention to those things. I love that you brought that up. I love that we went in, uh, we went deep. So, in the spirit of uh, wrapping it up and taking it home, what are Three things that you would tell uh, the entrepreneurs, the business owners listening, uh, with everything that you've said here, what are some things that you want them to take away?
1: Believe me or not believe me, Mm. the most important thing that you can do for yourself, for your business, for everything that you touch, for every person that comes in and out of your life is to work on you.
0: I agree with that. I agree wholeheartedly. And with that, y'all, go be great.